everybody is fundamentally the ultimate reality, the self, the deep down basic whatever there is, and you're all that, only you're pretending you're not. Who we are is not this physical body that we're in that is here for a moment and gone. Who we are is this infinite intelligence, and we forget that. The same intelligence that, is, that created this infinite universe that never ends is you. And those of us seeking a way to transform life, to capture fulfillment in every now moment, to redefine our reality to live this life to its fullest. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every single day. Are you living or are you killing time? Today, we are going to talk about some of the external factors that can better or worsen our lives. We focus a lot on the internal aspects of what manifests in our life. We talk about the different things we can do to take care of ourselves, You know what mindsets we can adopt and bring into our lives to bring out the biggest and brightest version of our life. Well, that mindset that you can adopt also involves all the things that you allow into your awareness. We we talk about cutting out the negative stuff in our lives all the time, you know, whether it's our habits, our diet, uh, propaganda media, all the stuff that can have a negative influence on our life. Well, that also goes for the power of influence of the people that surround us. And one of the pioneers of self-development and self-mastery, Jim Rohn, he had a famous quote on this, that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And here's a quick clip on his take on this subject. What an important statement. The influence of those around us is so powerful. Many times we don't even realize we're being strongly influenced because it generally develops over an extended period of time. Peer pressure is an especially powerful form of influence because it is so subtle. If you're around people who spend all they make, chances are excellent that you'll spend all you make. If you are around people who go to more ball games than concerts, chances are excellent that you'll do the same. If you're around people who don't read many books, chances are excellent you won't read many books. People around us can keep nudging us off course a little at a time until finally, 10 years from now, we find ourselves asking, how did I get here? Those subtle influences need to be studied carefully if we really want our lives to turn out the way we've planned. Now, on this major point... Now, this clip that uh, I played, this is valuable, but it also does have some of its, its drawbacks. That's why I want to play sort of a devil's advocate on this subject. I agree with a huge portion of it, but there's also a part of it that I definitely disagree with. I mean... How can we, from a genuine heartfelt mindset about the people around us, be okay with just cutting people out of our lives, especially people we might care deeply about, and people that might care deeply about us? So I have a different, a few different ways I feel about this subject, since I know what the power of the outside world and those outside influences can have 
on our ability to process things internally. I also know what sort of impact this can have on not only your life, but the people who surround your life as well. It's not just all about you. What about those other people that you may choose to cut out? What happens to them? And that's, I think, something that gets lost in a lot of these self-development circles because it is self-development. And it maybe sometimes can be perceived from a very selfish standpoint. What about life development? These people have lives too. They are in your life. We're going to dive into the importance of not only choosing your circle of influence, but the ripple effect that it can have, not only on your life, but the lives of everyone involved. Before we dive in too deep, I want to jump into reading a review that came in on iTunes. That's where a majority of our listeners come from, is from iTunes. But whatever platform you're listening on, please go on there and leave us a rating and review anything that our listeners can do to put us out there in the spotlight of this massive sea of podcasts. It's about 1.7 million of them out there in the world right now. So anything our listeners can do to put us out there in front of the pack will help us reach the hearts and minds of that many more people. So please go on there and I will be sure to read them, good, bad, or indifferent. This one happens to be a five-star review called Kick-Ass Podcast, left by someone calling themselves Master Motivator. I think I know who this one was. Heath Cummings does an excellent job of handling the host responsibilities. He takes great care to choose the right guests with the right stories and messages, which will shift the perspectives of the listeners. His questions are spot on for inspiring, deeper levels of sharing, and he himself shares aspects of his own journey, which allows us to get to know him too. Great podcast for shifting your mindset. Thank you, Master Motivator, for leaving that review. And like I said, please go on whatever platform you're listening on and leave one as well, if you are so called to do so. If you haven't tried some of Organifi's products, you are absolutely missing out on some of the highest quality supplements on the planet. I'm someone who doesn't allow anything into my body that I'm not 100% sure of its purity, and this company goes above and beyond to certify the quality of their products many times over. My day starts and ends with Organifi, and I've literally never felt more amazing. In the morning, I use the Organifi green juice in combination with the complete chocolate protein powder after my demanding tough morning workout. I mix it in with some vanilla almond milk, maybe some kale or some banana, and the energy that flows from that is something I've never felt before. And at the end of a long day, I settle down with some of the gold chocolate with a little almond milk and some coconut oil for a hot drink that helps my beat up body and mind recover and get the rest that it needs to keep up with my demanding schedule. I literally do not know what I would do without this company. Go check out their amazing product line at OrganifiShop.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I-S-H-O-P.com. And if you find something you want to check out, use the coupon code LiveThisLife to save 15% off of your purchase. Jim Rohn is one of the pioneers of coaching and inspirational thought. His teachings have been around for a really long time. That clip I played at the beginning has been around for decades. A lot of his concepts are very circulated and well-known and used all the time as a cliche. And one of those well-known concepts is, like I said before, that we're the average of the five people that we spend the most time around. And when I heard this long time ago, I didn't just 
hear it and and sort of like move on from it. That one stuck with me uh, really heavily. And I took it to heart and applied it to my life. And when I did, I was like, wow, you know, it really opened my eyes back then. And that's not to, to really put down the people that were the closest to me at that time in my life. For a period, they were who I wanted to be around because that was the type of person that I was. But when you realize that you want something different for your life and that maybe those people are not the types of people that if you stay around them, you're going to get those things. They're going to get you to where you say you want to be because let's be honest, a lot of people will give lip service to who they say they want to be, what they say they want to do, but it's a difference between that and who they actually display and put out there as, as an action of who they're going to be and what they're actually going to be. You know, talk is cheap and the action is what speaks louder than anything. So about 10 years ago, when I listened to this and I said to myself, you know, I'm not happy with my life. What do I want to change? And what do I want to see different for my life? I had to take this as I started to listen to all the self-development stuff, I had to take this concept and really apply it and see who I was the average of and make some really tough decisions. Now, in that last decade or so of having gone through many personal renaissances or sort of death and rebirth processes of my own, I view myself much differently and had done so many times over. And I've done a lot of learning, studying and applying those experiences and the changes I wanted to make from those experiences for the next phase of my life to live my best life. And along the way, I've stumbled like we all have. We all stumble. I've stumbled. I've fallen. I've made some mistakes and I've not presented my greatest version to, of myself to the world. I've recently done it again. You know, we, we all have those backslides. I've mentioned that many, many times. I tell that to the people that I coach. You have to be patient with yourself. And because of the backslides that we have and then we recognize them, I've also recognized that I have been the person that someone has cut out of their lives for a specific purpose. I was actually the one who was the unhealthy one and wasn't the greatest of influences. And some of the people who I had around me at certain points in my life said at one point, associating with this person is not going to get me where I want to go. And at the time it hurt and I had to dig a lot of deeping, but I understood after I did why they made those decisions. Now, I don't necessarily agree with the tactics in which it was done in some of my circumstances because it was not done with any sort of consideration of my personal well-being or my growth coming from people who supposedly may have cared about me. It was just sort of a cut them off sort of thing and move on. And that's where today's episode is going to differ from a lot of what you might hear in the self-development circles because I completely agree. You are going to be the average of the people you spend the most time with. It's just that process that you might go through at a certain point where you have to evaluate everyone and everything. What sort of process are you going to go through to make those changes? Are you going to straight up cut people off in your life? Or is there going to be a little bit different of a process? Now, 
these experts will tell you to evaluate who you spend the most time with, like Jim Rohn said, and he has sort of three famous questions that he has people answer, and I've heard a lot of other self-help people mention these, and I completely agree with every single one of these things. Number one, ask yourself, who am I around? What's my circle of influence? Number two, what am I allowing them to influence in my life? Are they influencing the way that I talk, the way that I see, um, how I see the world in myself? So those people who are there, which is number one, what are they doing to influence me? Because some people are really strong. It doesn't matter who you have around you. You may just be who you are. You, they live their life a certain way. You don't let their actions influence you. Kudos to you. A lot of people aren't like that. They let the way other people live their lives influence what they do. So number one is who's around me. Number two is how are they influencing me if they are at all? And number three, is that all okay? Am I okay with those people, what they do and how they influence me? And from there, you have several courses of action that you can take on it all. You can, number one, keep going the same route that you've been going. But if you do, you need to expect the same results. You need to expect the same results from the influence that you have around you. You, you bear the fruits of the tree that you tend, right? Um, number two, you tell these people, since they're close to you, you can straight up and be honest and you should be honest with people. Be honest and tell them that I don't want to go this way that you are going. You're going in this direction. I want to go this way. I would love for you to come with me on this ride. I would love for you to work on yourself while I'm working on myself and we can continue this journey together. And then number three, out of all of that, um, you can also just cut them out, you know, without that conversation. Uh, you can give them the chance as well to let that sink in, to maybe talk with them about it, because sometimes that can be hard for certain people to hear. You can give them the chance to sink or swim, and you can show them that you're there to fully support them to move on to their greatest version. But it's, you know, I guess I'll use sort of a really stark, harsh analogy here. Um, please don't take offense to this if you have this sort of condition or know someone that does, but uh, compared to, to alcoholism, you cannot sit there and tell someone who is addicted, not just alcoholism, but any substance, they have any substance addiction, you can't tell them to quit and just expect them to do it. They have to want to do it for themselves. And it, this applies the same way. If there's some unhealthy habits they have in their lives and you call them out on it, or you, I wouldn't say so much call them out, but you mention this, that this is something that's not benefiting my life and I feel is it a detriment and I'm trying to go in this direction, I'd love you to come with me, but you've got to work on leaving this behind and come down this road with me. And sometimes people will hear it and sometimes they won't. You have to give them that chance to sink or swim. Now, I speak about that, that sort of come to Jesus moment, um, because I did not often have that in my life. The, you know, the most important person that in my life, my wife, she did have that at one moment. I was a very unpleasant person to be around, very intense, very job driven, just super alpha, highly driven person who was not a joy to be around. I had let all these sort of things in life just bring me to a certain point. And she did have that sort of, you need to do something differently or this isn't going to work. And I'm thankful for that because that, I think that was probably one of the most pivotal moments in my life that made me do a lot of self-reflection, which then led to me wanting to take 
the actions on my own to become a better person, not because someone else wanted me to, because I wanted me to. But I've had other people in my circle at different time who I would consider family. You know, family doesn't always have to be blood and they would say the same thing. Um, but there's a difference between saying that and backing it up. And I've had some of those people just pack up and scoot when the going got tough. You know, I guess when it wasn't fun and convenient anymore. And I remember being on the receiving end of that and being very hurt and being like, what the hell? You know, I thought this was like family. Family doesn't walk out on each other. But there's a difference. And family sometimes can be one of the worst influences on your life. So just because someone is a friend, just because they are family, doesn't mean you stick through all sorts of things with them and let them continue to hold you back. But there's a difference between helping someone along and growing with them and letting them be a constant anchor around your ankle. Um, I've, I've used this analogy a lot. And, you know, we... We all are climbing these various mountains in our life. We are using these, these mental muscles to get us over boulders and up cliffs and climb the toughest spots. And sometimes those paths are covered in obstacles that make it even harder than it would be already. Life is hard and sometimes these things get in our way. And sometimes we just need that friend who is a little bit further ahead of us to turn around, stick their hand out, lend a hand, to help us up to maybe where they are and to keep us marching on that path and climbing that mountain together. Sometimes you surpass that friend. You know, you have that friend in your life who's helped you along and sometimes they slingshot you forward and you have to turn around and lend them a hand. That's the type of person you wanna have in your life. That's the type of person you always wanna have in your corner and you should do everything you can possible to keep those people in your life and not let them go. Those are your people. I have people in my life like that right now and I'm very thankful for it. People who, they may not be millionaires, they may not have huge social profiles and multiple houses or anything like all the stuff I aspire to have someday, but what they bring to the table is a whole other aspect in life that is amazing and inspiring and it fires me up and it lights me up, it motivates me. It makes me look at those people and be like, yes, those are my people. And no matter what sort of difficult times they might go through, I know that the people who are in my tightest circle are motivated enough that we will help slingshot each other through a lot of tough times in life. And that's what's different about the conversation I'm having with you all and where some of these other self-help gurus might take it. They might say, cut these people off, cut them off uh, cold turkey and, and adopt more people into your life that are the millionaires and the billionaires and who have all these, all these things that you say you want. They'll get you to adopt a mindset that if you want to be a millionaire, you have to surround yourself with only millionaires since you're not going to get there be unless you have those people because you're the average of those people right and that equation has some flaws in it from my perspective part of that equation are people who may not have the things you want but they want you to have the things that you want they are in your corner they are here to bring out the best in you and cheer you on along the way that's what is missing from the equation that needs to be added back in my friend Tim, he, he's one of the most motivated, uplifting guys I've ever had the privilege to cross paths with in my life. It, he brings out some of the best in me. You know, he gets me to live my life a little more expansive. 
recently he just got me to try Reiki. He was into it and I'm open-minded toward all this stuff. So I tried it out for the first time. Um, and we're actually gonna go hit the sensory deprivation float tanks together in the next few weeks. Been talking about it for a while. Life's just gotten really busy and hectic. Uh, and because of that busyness and hecticness, uh, just a few weeks ago, he motivated me to get out of my head, to break the cycle, knew I was stressed out and uh, overworked and everything. And so we planned to go on a mental health break day and go climb literally the tallest mountain, not just figuratively, like legit the tallest mountain around us in the dead of winter. I mean, this this mountain is pretty big. It like looms over the area from pretty much all viewpoints. And uh, anywhere you go, you see this thing. It has this huge rocky point on it. You can look it up. It's actually the second most hiked mountain in the world next to Mount Fuji. It's Mount Monadnock in New Hampshire. And it's pretty intimidating, you know, and I gotta say, I was I was pretty scared to do it when he first told me about it. That's why I was like, yes, absolutely. We got to do it. Let's go. Um, it's something I've never done and was a little bit fearful of. So I'm like, yes, those are two things right there that make me say I have to do it. That's why this podcast exists is because it's something I had never done and I was scared to do it. So this is another one of those circumstances. And uh, we were going to shake things up. We we're going to strap on a whole bunch of winter gear and ice cleats and go conquer this bad boy. And we climbed that big bastard in a few hours and the wind was just nuts. We get to the top. I look down a couple times if we're climbing these these really steep areas on sheer ice and uh, we get to the top and it was just absolutely amazing. You know, he took out a water bottle and had a few swigs and within five minutes it was like turned to slush. It was amazing. It was it was crazy to be at a point where everything else was downhill from you as far as your eyes could see. It was absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, I needed it so bad that we had planned to do it on a certain day and I actually had to bail uh, and take a personal day one day earlier because I was about to really lose it. It was more of a mental health um, personal day than anything. And uh, it was it was extremely valuable, not just for the experience, but because I felt like I had somebody there who was dragging me up that mountain metaphorically as well. Like we're going to take this challenge together and we're going to go do that. And it was cool because uh, the whole experience of it was just amazing. And then it, it coincidentally was also the Lunar New Year, which I've been a little bit more open-minded to lately about looking at celestial events and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I talked about that in a few episodes ago about the solstice. So I thought this was a super synchronistic time to go on this hike. It was amazing. But that's the kind of person you want to keep in your life and treasure them. And if the point came where there was some sort of like divergent path in our lives or something that really bothered me about a friend like him, I know that from my experience to be the good friend uh, that I should be and the good friend that he is to me that I would talk with him and say, dude, there's this thing that as a friend, I think you should work on because I wanna keep you in my life. And I, I wanna know uh, that you're working towards your highest good and I wanna be a part of that. I want you to reach that peak of the mountain with me. And I'm just a little bit ahead of you right now. I get a little bit better of a view. I want you to, to get up here. I'm gonna extend my hand backward and help you climb up to where you, you need to be because you need it and I recognize it. You're on that patch of ice right now and you can't climb over it on your own. That's how you need to be. You need to have those types of people in your life no matter what. And it doesn't matter if they're a millionaire. It doesn't matter if they, they don't have a, a top rated podcast or whatever it is. These people are 
your cheering section. And those are the types of people you need to keep in your life. And maybe they're ahead of you at certain points, but you need to be able to turn around and help them back up. And those are the types of relationships you keep. So that's what difference is in this conversation. The difference in this instance that you might have to make some sort of a harsh harsh decision is if that person refuses to climb up the mountain with you. And instead, they try to pull you back down the mountain. If they're not willing to climb on their own and they don't want to join you at the top, they don't want to see the view, what, what do you do from there? You know, Do you stay on the mountain? Do you head back down? Uh, will you never see the top? Because the circle in your life doesn't want you to extend your hand to pull them up. They want to pull you back down because they're not willing to climb. Do you do what do you do at that point? It all depends on the circumstances. There is no cut and dry formula for this. And that's something I've tried to describe to people. This conversation comes up more often than not, I'd say a majority of the time, a vast majority of the time, when you're sort of settling down in a coaching relationship and you're trying to figure out what the recipe is that's not working in someone's life. Most of the time it is that circle. And they have those people on the mountain who don't want to climb with them and they're just pulling them back down. They're keeping them from reaching those heights. So when it comes to the things that you want to have, it, when it comes to climbing that, that mountain in your life, everything is going to matter. Everything that you equip yourself with, the people you travel with, everything weighs something. Everything is going to have an influence. Is a particular association that you might have in your life, tipping the scales towards the positive or the negative. And remember, it isn't always going to be positive either. There will be ebbs and flows. No one's life is going to be constantly positive and high vibing, and they're not going to be that person all the time. There's no way. So don't expect that from your circle. Just recognize that if the scale of the influence that those people have is always negative, that's something you need to evaluate. You have to figure out, are these people steering you on a course toward your dreams or are they encouraging you and making sure that you're supported and celebrated along the way? Or do they nudge you off course just a little bit at a time and then you find out that years down the road, you're way off course. A decade down the line, you're far from where you wanted to be. And you recognized it the whole time, it just you didn't take the action when you should have. And now your trajectory is way off because you did nothing consciously to recognize the problems and make those changes. You have to make a choice that ultimately preserves your quality of life and gets you to where you want to be. And I'll also say that it doesn't have to be an all or nothing type of approach. You can also limit your association. If you you have people in your life that they're great, but they're, they just are a little bit, you know, in a different direction than you, but you still want to be associated. You can still have all of those things in your life, whether it's, whether it's, uh, you know, people, it's your phone, you know, social media, like little bits and doses are, are okay, but you just have to decide how much time you're going to give to those things. And if you're going to stay around at home and you're going to binge watch shows, Go ahead and do that, but you just have to realize that the fruits of that tree are going to only produce certain things. It's not going to move you forward to your dreams. Imron's famous quotes was about spending major time on minor things. 
You have to evaluate where you're spending that time. Casual friends, casual time, and that's perfectly fine to have in your life. But spend your major time on things with major influence toward the places you want your life to end up. Don't eliminate people for the sake of being super judgmental on the way that they live their lives. They might be perfectly happy tossing back a bunch of drinks on the weekend, catching every single ball game or concert and spending a ton of money on shows and and fun and all that stuff. I mean, that's living right there, right? I mean, that's a ton of fun. That's how I would love to live my life to a certain extent a majority of the time. But to do those things, I would have to sacrifice other things in my life. I wouldn't be able to work on the goals that I'm working on and move toward the things that I'd like to accomplish. So we have to be mindful of those things. If you're taking up your time and your money doing a bunch of recreation and you're spending your time on on making life just funner, then great. But then if you have to wait a few more months to have the money to do those things all over again, and then you do it again and you don't have any investment towards your dreams then where have you ultimately brought yourself to? You know, you take 100% of the income that you have and say you spend 80% of it on recreation and 20% on moving things forward, then you need to expect the fruits of that. But if it was vice versa, if it was 80% towards the things that are going to move you towards your goals and 20% on recreation, you're still getting a mix of both. It just depends on what output you're choosing in your life and what you're choosing to manifest by the choices you make. Someone who brings the right people into their life and has the right people in their corner and has the right cheering squad makes so much more of an impact on their goals and dreams. You have to surround yourself with the people that you're looking to follow, the people that have the things to add to your life. If you're looking for good health and a good health outlook, then you need to get people who have the same thing. If you want someone to uplift your life and give you a much more positive outlook in life, then you need to have those types of people to, that have a positive outlook on life. If you're, you know, say you want to write a book, you need to get someone in your life who's an expert on, on writing a book and getting your book launched. You know, um, it, It's funny because back in the first season of the show, I mentioned the whole book thing because we had an amazing author and book publishing coach, Janine Hernandez, on the show. And the guest that was just on the previous episode, 101, Walt McKinley, the two of them crossed paths. And I didn't realize this until after we recorded the show. She helped him just publish his first book, which comes out uh, tomorrow on February 22nd, 2022. And it's already reached bestseller status. So this is an example of the circle of people that you can follow and stay connected to. And they all help move each other up that mountain. We celebrate and we promote each other. And now we are all doing the things that influence the world in a positive way that lights us up. We're moving towards our dreams and our goals. So surround yourself with those right people. Keep your cheering squad with you and don't lose them. Just for the sake of this whole average of those people. You need those people. You need those people to be there cheering for you. If it weren't for a stadium full of people to cheer you on, like say you're a fighter in a ring, it's a very lonely place if no one's cheering for you. You know, you might do better when the crowd is cheering behind you and they may not have been in the gym the whole time you were training. They might not be the ones in the ring with you or in the corner right there, but you feel like a million bucks when you hear those cheers. I can speak from that from experience. I remember the, the night of the last boxing match that I ever had, uh, I, I had probably the biggest 
cheering section of the entire crowd out of a thousand people. And uh, I had the biggest group there to watch my whole 60 second uh, KO. But it was an amazing experience. And those people cheering me on are something I will never forget. So keep those people close and evaluate where you are, where you want to be and that circle that you have around you and expect that that circle that you do keep close and how much influence they have on you and your life are going to help you produce the fruits of the things that you want to have manifest in your life. So I'm going to leave you on this one. I'm going to leave you with a song from Eula this time. This one is called Come With Me, which I thought was fitting for this episode because he says this one is conveying a journey of one finding light in a time of darkness. And that circle of influence can also be there to help you do exactly that. And I'm going to leave you with a one more quote from Jim Rohn. This one says, days are expensive. When you spend a day, you have one less day to spend. So make sure you spend each one wisely. We'll see you next time.